You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Well, welcome to another edition of our live fraternity community calls. This is our weekly call really just to get into um, skills and mindset around one of our uncommon pillars. It's February, so we're continuing to work through our radical relationships pillar. Uh, Last week was um, creating an uncommon marriage. This week we're focusing on creating an uncommon connection with our kids so welcome to the call, guys. Thanks for being here. And yeah, our challenges were to do one uh, or multiple of the following. So have you have you and your spouse complete the five love language assessment and share what your number one is, as well as two ways that you were planning to love your wife in her number one. Then there was also a challenge to watch a Gottman video on making positive deposits into your spouse's emotional bank account. And then kind of make a list of two to four positive deposits you wanted to make over the course of the week. The third challenge was to take your wife on an uncommon date somewhere you've never been, do something you've never done, and just ask her a couple generative questions. And then Phil threw in a a bonus challenge to make your wife breakfast in bed. So wanted to just kick it to the group and kind of hear what, if, if any challenges you guys did over this past week, um, to uh, just love your wife in an uncommon way, and and how did it go? Who would who would like to step up to the plate and, and share? Man, I I feel like I've been a big turd this past week, just with all the stuff going on in my life. But uh, no excuse. So I have ended up just kind of loving on my wife in a couple of ways. But one time, just ran a bath for her, like just hey relax. I got the kids, put them to bed, which has nothing to do with what you what our challenges were. Mm. Uh, so. I feel super convicted. Like I want to go back and like, those are great to just go through the love languages, watch that video, deposit video, and then just talk about how you can love on your wife. But my wife and I went on that, uh, the anniversary date thing. We went cross country skiing and she fell, which if you know anything about cross country skiing, like it is kind of awkward. Like sometimes your skis are slippery. Sometimes they don't move at all. It's just really weird, but she fell and she messed up her like, almost like her tailbone really. And so she can barely bend over. So, I mean, it's kind of comical in our house cause she can't bend over. Like she'll be trying to fold laundry and a sock will fall on the ground and then she'll have to have somebody help her pick it up. So uh, it's been a really good opportunity just to be able to shower her with service. Uh, and I believe quality time is her, her like love language, but I need to do a survey and do the deal. But that's where i'm at but i definitely want to do that because it's great and it's fun to see your wife get excited and and know that you're making an effort and pursuing her in those ways so i love Mm -hmm. the challenges haven't done them so that's where i'm at yeah thanks for for sharing phil and even though we're moving on to parenting this week like those challenges are still in your back pocket to to do them whenever and that's 
that's really an important point is like it's not like we want to just be really good at this for one week and then not do it at all so just kind of how do we create habits around these things so yeah anybody else have anything cool to share um i took my wife it wasn't oh crazy i mean it's just to our favorite thai restaurant here in ankeny and it, it kind of along the same lines of philip like I, I felt like um I, you know I, I guess i've told you guys that my struggle is eq and um just kind of bringing my wife into into my world um and so i, I but i did i, <laughs> I just kind of laid out like okay here's what's going on in my life here's what's stressing me out here's here's where everything's at um you know because just looking at at doing something different career-wise um while i think there's potentially some really strong upside it would mean it would mean a, a cut for for the first little while and so we just kind of had to have a heart to heart on that and um so i think it, it sounds like a really lame date and from the outside it probably really was but i could tell that it really actually she really enjoyed it she just really appreciated the um just yeah just understanding a little better what's going on in in my brain um so, but uh, to the challenge point, I do want to take her to, um, oh, Philip, what's the place that we went to at the fraternity, all the games downtown? Uh, ricochet. Ricochet. There that's it fair. is. Yeah. She's never Sorry, been yeah, there. I think she'd, yeah. She'd really like that. So that's, that's on the docket. Awesome. Good for you, man. Like that's a really big date for you guys. And it sounds like she really appreciated it. So great job. Yeah, I think so. I'll say for me, um, this week has been kind of like really like all over the place. Um, I got sick um, Thursday, so the day after our uh, weekly meetup, and I'm still kind of dealing with it. Um, so, um, and then a couple of days ago, my my uncle who lives in West Des Moines passed away. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Which is something that we're dealing with, I'm dealing with, trying to process still. Um, and that brought up a lot of other things that I'm dealing with personally. Yeah. Kind of like what Matt was talking about, being able to share with my wife, like, hey, here are some things that I think I need some help with. Um, maybe it'd be like counseling, personal counseling. Um, mm -hmm. I think I'll need um, just from things in my past and uh, my growing up time uh, as a kid. So, because um, to be, you know, transparent with you guys, there was a lot of trauma in my childhood um, that I think I just blocked out mentally a lot of memories. And I don't know if that was a way of me trying to cope with the trauma that I'm trying to, that I need to work through. And I was talking that or with my wife um, just about how to go about that and kind of what some steps I need to take moving forward, you know? Mm. So, yeah, that was my week. So I don't have any, <laughs> anything. I feel like you won. I think you're winning. Jeez, <laughs> man. Good for you just to realize that. And then also talk to your wife about that. Like sometimes the hardest person to talk about this stuff with is the people that you're close with. So man, good job, Orion. And, Kudos to you for just being like, hey, maybe it is to talk to somebody professionally to work through some of this stuff. And man, that can be really profound. So good job. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think it just goes to show it's like, you know, marriage is not always the fun, exciting dates and these great experiences. Like it's going through really real stuff together as well. And that's why we talk a lot about communication and even just the emotional health side of things, which don't claim to be experts by any means, but uh, students of that and trying to learn. And so to be able to have this space where we can share uh, and be vulnerable, like, like you've been or I really appreciate that. And, you know, we, we mm-hmm. can learn from your experience as well. So yeah, that's awesome guys. Eric Baker. I want to hear from you specifically. And the biggest thing, I love to hear about how you loved your wife, but maybe you just said yes to two dogs. I don't know. You know, tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, as far as the week, um, I watched the video, which was very convicting when you, as far as like the five to one ratio, it's like, oh man, it's, um, that's hard, right? I mean, you, you gotta build up a huge deposit and then it just takes one withdrawal and you're like, oh man, I'm in, now I'm in debt, you know, if you're not careful. So, um, but to that point then, yeah, just trying to, you know, do the little things like the video suggested to just kind of build up, um, build up that balance. So that, that was good. Um, we didn't do anything crazy as far as um, a date went. Um, we were both home on Friday, so we just went out for lunch. Um, and that was good and just talked and stuff. And so I think one of the, things where, you know, these calls and just this, um, this module has been really helpful is I think there were times in the past where, you know, work commitments or other things, she'd be like, Hey, do you want to try to grab lunch? And there were legitimate things. It's like, I really should use the time to try to get these things done. And, um, but now I've just really tried to change my mindset where if she's, if she asks the question, my default is yes. Um, mm-hmm. Just take that time and do it. So, um, so Friday was kind of the result of that change in mind shift. So, um, and it's been good. We've certainly prayed more together than we typically could as we're trying to make this decision. Um, I would argue we probably could be praying even more than what we have been like. Um, but I'm encouraged that we have been. Yeah. And I think the decision, I think we've, we've been all over the place, but I think we know what we should do with what the right decision is to do. It's just a matter of, um, will we make the right decision for, where our life is currently. And the right decision would be to be like, no, this is not the right time. We've got enough going on. Um, life is pretty hectic as it is. Um, February is arguably one of the busiest months of our year, traditionally just because our, our daughter has dance competitions pretty much every weekend, uh, starting this weekend. This would be a really bad time to introduce not even a dog, but potentially dogs into the equation. Um, and so I, I think we know the decision. It's just, for me, I just, 
and maybe this is a good segue into today's topic about children. I really don't want to disappoint my kids, especially my youngest, who really desires to have a dog and I think would be pretty good with, a, you know, taking care of a dog. And I just don't want to, you know, uh, disappoint her. But when I really sat back and thought, like, that is probably the primary reason why I want to say yes. And I don't think that's the right reason to say yes by any means. So, yeah. That's where we're at. Yeah, thanks for sharing. That's a, that's a big decision. And it's one of those decisions that like, I don't want to dis disappoint my children, which we've all been there, but the lasting effects on that one decision is, whoa, that's real. So, man, I'll yeah. be praying for you for sure. I have been and will continue to do so. Well, feel free to, feel free to take it away with the uh, topic of today, which is uncommon parenting. Yeah. Oh man. What are we talking about? So, connecting with our kids. We have to have a few questions to discuss. The first one being, what is one word that you feel best characterizes an uncommon father? I don't know. I like, this shouldn't be an uncommon word, but again, I think that's just kind of the way that most of our culture operates as fathers, but I think just invested. Mm. I just think there's a lot of fathers out there and it even sometimes it's a struggle for myself like to stay invested and it's just easy to get distracted by other things to prioritize other things um to really put forth a ton of effort to try to advance at work and you know we all have our own hobbies we want to do as well and stuff like that and it's just like i think we all have kids at an age where they really need us and they need us to be invested because uh, there will come a time very soon where we will, you know, we will really be struggling and fighting to get their time and attention because they'll want to have that with their friends. And so this is the time to be invested. So that would be my word. That's good. Yeah. I think something either present or connected, um, mm -hmm. I was going to say connected before Eric said that. Uh, yeah, but it's yeah, just I'm trying to figure out how to use one word to just describe like just knowing my kids, knowing what they like, knowing what they don't like, knowing um, who their friends are, knowing what they're currently struggling with. You know, we, we had one example where Skylar did competition dance. She wanted to do competition dances here. Her friends were in it, our neighbor girl across the street. Um, was just raving about how awesome competition dance was. So Skylar was like, I love dance. I want to do dance. I want to do competition dance. And we were like, oh boy. Um, okay. You know, because another mentor of ours had said, you know, if she's if she's good at it, she loves it, right? Get get her in it. Get her, um, you know, get her going. Um, help her to be the best that she can be. And I thought, well, that's good advice too. So anyway. I mean, I've, I've seen her mom and dad dance, so I, I could only imagine that she's dialed in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, we got, you know, it, it went from one night a week to three nights a week mm -hmm. and was going to four nights a week. And all of a wow. sudden, Skylar was just, she never wanted to go to school. All of a sudden, I'm sick. My tummy hurts constantly going to the nurse. I mean, he's down at the nurse one, two times a week. And we're just like, what is going on? We couldn't figure out. 
and ultimately just came to the realization well like the only thing that's changed is she's gone up you know this whole dance thing has changed and she's gone to three or four nights a week and she 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 ultimately said i want to quit and so we kind of had this bad level do we let her quit you know we don't want her to be quitter we wanted to kind of drive home that you know you sign up for something you stick to it um but anyway uh we let her we let her drop it and it changed everything like we just ultimately found out that she was she's had so much stress from that we don't really know why but kids mm -hmm. have such a hard time just vocalizing what is actually going on um that you know between me and katie just kind of looking at each other saying the only thing that's changed is dance and being able to recognize that that must be causing just a ton of stress in her life and long story short we let her quit the competitive side she's still doing one night a week what she would have been doing like last year but it made a world of difference um she's finally back to back to normal skylar um so but i think it would have been very easy to just kind of overlook that and you know say toughen up or whatever you you signed up for this or um, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. anyway mm -hmm. i would say um i mean all those were really great um um i would say uh like intentional and then mm -hmm. i guess being like being intentional with your kids and then also giving giving them your time um not as a uh, somebody just check off. But one thing that I've uh, started doing is going on walks with them and just hanging out with them and just talking about whatever it is that's on their mind. It can be the most random thing in the world, which it, most of the time it really is. And that's okay. <laughs> um, and so we just go on these walks. Sometimes it's like, you know, both of them with me or sometimes it's kind of one-on-one -on -one time. And we'll go to Main Street uh, Bakery get uh, coffee or donut or whatever, and kind of walk back home. Um, so, but during those times, what I've noticed is, um, is they, they love it. You know, A, they get to get a reward or a treat. I get to get to get a donut, you know. Um, <laughs> and B, they get to spend time with me, or I get to spend time with them. And it's really great uh, just to have those one-on-one -on -one times. I call that just walks with dad. Um, and I'll tell them like the day before, like, hey, uh, we're going to go for a walk to let you guys know. And so they get excited about it and they look forward to it. So it's been good, good. Ryan. Good job, man. I love that because you're doing something, but you're not necessarily just sitting across from each other for a while. Right. So I feel like that gives an opportunity and an environment for your kid to really open up. Just like you're walking and talking and then you could have a donut. I mean, everybody loves donuts. So. <laughs> Okay. Well, hey, guys, I have to jump off, but I really want to come back and listen to this recording because this is something I need in my life. And just so I so appreciate you guys um, and kind of pushing me forward just to be the best person to possibly be, especially for my kids to show up. And I love that word intentional. And I think the opposite of that is just being absent. So how can you be present? And like you guys already talked about uh, and all knowing of just or as least as knowing as you can be about what's going on with your kids. So. Thanks for being an inspiration to me and encouraging me, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye, Phil. Bye. Yeah, so intentional was also my word. And I think even just taking a step back and just the intentionality to like learn about fatherhood and learn about children and like child psychology, 
however you know far down the, <laughs> the rabbit hole you want to go my wife has a pretty a good app that she uses and she'll send me things from time to time that have been really um, enlightening and helpful just to understand how the brain of a two-year-old might be working right now and how the the best way that I can effectively communicate to our son. So like learning about fatherhood, which we're, we're here and we're putting in that work, but then applying that knowledge, continuing to learn and grow and pursue just meaningful connections with our kids, uh, I think is all what you guys are, are talking about, which is awesome. I wanted to ask like, what is currently your biggest challenge to connecting with your kids? How does this challenge like affect your behavior towards them? So Nolan and I connect very well, very easily. Um, he loves any and everything outdoors, loves to fish, loves to hunt, loves to play football, loves to throw a baseball around, go play basketball. Um, Skyler is, is my, my challenge. Um, and you know, yes, we both love, you know, she, we were just laying in bed last night and I made the comment that she and I are quite a bit alike, uh, but they're in some fairly intangible ways like math and analytical and, you know, stuff like that. And so anyway, she had asked me, she said, what are some other ways, dad, that we're, we're really alike? I had to think about it. Um, you know, and one of them is that we love, we both love music. We love singing and dancing. And, and so like things like the daddy daughter date coming up this weekend, we'll just, she just loves it. She eats it up. And, um, she's constantly asking me to, to dance with her in the living room, or she's wanting to show me her latest dance moves from, from, from dance class. Um, so like from behavior standpoint, like I have to work pretty hard. I think like Skylar and I thought up, we, we listed out 12 different things that we want to do together. And we, we, mm -hmm. we put them down on monthly daddy daughter dates. And so we just kind of check them off one at a time. Is that what you mean? Or, or are you looking at like, yeah, it could be, it could be behavior. No, it could be positive or negative. So like what I wrote down is like a challenge for me is technology of just being on my phone. And so mm -hmm. that's a, some, a temptation that I have to, you know, be mindful of and fight against and how it affects my behavior towards my boys from time to time is just like apathy and just being inattentive or unengaged. And so being mindful of how like the challenge affects my behavior towards them just kind of re motivates me to, to like actively work against that. So, but it could also be, you know, a challenge could, um, I suppose it could have like positive uh, behavioral side to it as well. Gotcha. Sometimes I just get, I get a little bit lazy. Like it is always easy for me to just be like, Oh, you want to, you know, we've got a few minutes left before bed. Let's just play a game, right? Mm -hmm. Grab Uno, grab whatever, and play a game. Like, and they love it. They do. But I wonder if that's kind of the, the, the easy button um, rather than. Yeah. One other thing that, that both of my kids are starting to love to do is we started reading chapter books together, bigger chapter books. Skylar loves to read. And so she's always asking me, dad, will you read this book with me? Will you? He's like, I've already read it, but I want you to read it with me. Hmm. Okay. Sounds good. So anyway, okay. I'll be done. Yeah. I was thinking maybe, um, time is one of the biggest challenges, especially with my oldest, um, 
because she is, you know, kind of similar to what Matt was mentioning earlier. Like she, she's at the dance studio two nights a week. She's there for a pretty long time. So that's really two nights a week that, you know, we don't have access to her really. She's, she's busy. And so that's, that's time that, um, you don't get to spend with her. Um, so that was kind of the thing that had immediately, um, come to mind as far as a challenge to, to connecting. So, and it, it can be, it can be frustrating. Um, just cause I think, you know, these are, these are pivotal years and, um, you know, she's spending a decent chunk of them in activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does it look like to Eric or, or any of us, you know, to, in, we've talked about the word intention. So what does it look like to intentionally redeem some of that uh, other time where it's not taken up by activities, even if it's just, you know, five minutes, it doesn't always have to be, I think a big, big thing. Like being able to take, you know, 30 minutes to an hour to go for a walk with them is super special. Like Orion said, but you know, does it always have to be something that how do we even redeem like five, 10 minutes here and there? What do you guys think? Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 for me, it's like when we, so she dances in Johnston. So we have, you know, it's like a 15 minute drive home. So I really try to be very intentional in that drive home and just, just talk the entire time. And just, it can be about dance, it can be about school, it can be about random things, you know, silly things, but just really trying to utilize that time to just to just talk. And so that's been good. I, I look forward to that, um, especially after a long day. It's kind of a nice, nice way to kind of wind down for the day. For sure. I would say uh, for me, I mean, outside of the, the walks that we do would be like our bedtime routine um, where we, you know, pray together. We all pray together um, as a family uh, before bed and things like that. And just sitting there just talking with them. Uh, we're doing a, we're reading a book together as a family. And that's been helpful because it's kind of like guiding um, some questions to ask to get them to open up um, and really talk about uh, some things as at their stage in development in life. So that's been really helpful. Um, and it's, it's really good um, because, you know, I, I didn't have that model uh, growing up uh, as a kid, uh, but I'm gonna do it differently for my family um, with God's help and um, obviously. So I would say just taking it a little couple minutes before bedtime and really just starting to just, just talk with them yeah, that's awesome. One thing that my wife said very early on when we were just becoming parents, and I still remember to this day, I still have to remind myself of is, is just say yes as often as possible, um, which is really hard for me because my Skylar, she asks, she's always asking for something, always asking to, dad, will you do this? Dad, can we do this? Dad, will you, you know, can we, can we, it's, it seems like it's just, and it drives me nuts. It absolutely drives me nuts that she is just, I don't know, it, maybe it's just the firstborn thing, but she struggles to 
just go and do and be on her own. So somebody, she always has to be entertained. It feels like so, but to, you know, to a comment that I think Eric made earlier, like these days are probably fleeting. Um, it's not going to be around much longer. So I have to force myself to like, okay. Like she loves to, she's a girl, but she loves to, to wrestle in the living room. And oftentimes the last thing I want to do, um, um, <laughs> uh, but especially when you got a dog terrorizing you in the midst of it, but there you go, Eric, don't get a dog. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, that's as far as just redeeming a few minutes. Like it doesn't take that much time for me. Um, some of the littlest things, it's just a struggle just to say no. Sometimes I, I want to say no, just because I want her to learn to be on her own and be alone for a while, which is fine sometimes, but also just, yeah say yes more yeah that's all that's all really good in, uh, input guys i appreciate you guys sharing that i want to spend the last uh, few minutes here just going over some practical steps that we can take to improve our connection with our kids so the first one is really simple but i think so easy to overlook it's just to consider the positive qualities of our children and then write them down and there was something that i encountered on that that app, it said kids tend to act according to how they think their parents perceive them, which is a really powerful statement. And it goes on to say research shows that children feel more loved and exhibit positive behaviors if their parents believe that they work hard, make good decisions, are kind, etc. And so just the importance of affirming positive character traits instead of labels. Uh, you know, I'm sure in our circles with other parents we've probably heard a parent or we've done this ourselves like label our child um could be like my son is so forgetful or my daughter is just very ornery and these negative labels they actually tend to increase that type of behavior because our kids place a lot of stock in what we believe and say about them and on the flip side even like a positive label like my child or my son's a great athlete or you know is a straight a student like that seems all well and good, but even emphasizing that uh, can tend to make our kids feel like their self-worth is like performance-based. So that was something where it was like, oh man, we even have to be like mindful and careful of like how much positive labels. So it just kind of made the point, like instead of using labels, we can focus on positive character traits. So like you played so hard in your game, you know, you even though you guys lost, and, and there it focuses not on the outcome, but the effort or you work so hard and we're dedicated on that project or that was such a generous and kind uh, way for you to share with your brother. So really just kind of emphasizing character over over labels. Any any thoughts or questions on that? Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And then the second one was just creating an emotionally safe environment. So show of hands real quick. How many of us would want the type of relationship with our kids where they feel comfortable sharing everything with us? You got, can't see my screen, but my hand is up. Yeah, I think we all want that. And so we can actually ask our kids if they feel like home is a safe place for them to show and share their emotions and, and take action on like the feedback they, that they provide. Um, you know, we talked about emotional labeling last week in our in our communication with our, our spouses, um, but we can help our kids label their emotions as well, trying not to use super broad 
labels like happy, mad, sad, or bad, but more specifically like scared, disappointed, worried, excited, uh, confused, joyful, etc. And then just how can we be a calming presence? So whether we have really young kids who are melting down or even just older kids who are acting out, like that's something that I really struggle with is just not escalating and like going to their level and raising my voice. I think of the verse from Ephesians 6, 4, it says, fathers do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. And that word exasperate just means like to irritate or frustrate intensely. And and I'm like, well, they're irritating and frustrating me, but we're called not to like put that back on them. And I really think that starts, it goes back to like what we talked about in our holistic health month of that taking time to invest in ourselves and our own well-being, like that productive pause, investing in our physical, emotional, spiritual health is really going to help us do the work. Um, to be able to effectively, you know, deal with conflict and connect with our kids. The last couple ones were it just encourage your child's sense of identity. So as they get older, like celebrating their personal voice, involving them in family decisions. I know we talked briefly last week about Phil planning a vacation and even just the idea of like having his kids uh, who are a little bit older, like maybe have a voice of like, where do they go? Or, or, uh, encourage them to like save some money to contribute towards it. Another idea is, you know, we've done like the core values exercise. So could we have our, our children at a certain age do their own core values uh, and, you know, at, and share our core values with them and ask them to hold us accountable. And there's an idea where you can use like the core values of each member of the family to write down like a family mission statement which is something I'm excited to do, uh, you know, in a few years when my kids are older. And then the last thing is just show yourself patience and grace, like compassion over condemnation. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard this saying kind of in the space of personal growth over the past couple of years, but it says, don't should all over yourself. Anybody heard that? Um, but, but just the temptation for us to, you know, these self-defeating statements, like I should be more patient or being a dad, like, should be easier or I shouldn't have yelled. And, you know, those statements are, they're just not very helpful. Like it's because it just, it doesn't help us get out of that, that place. So how do we ask ourselves better questions? Like how might I have responded differently or how might I react differently in the future? Or how might I create a better connection with my kids? You might, you know, I think a lot of guys could, could hear this topic and be like, man, my, daughter's already 10 years old and I haven't done really anything to connect with her. And that could really lead to a lot of shame and defeat. But if you act, if you ask yourself, how might I, you know, do it differently moving forward, that actually helps you kind of get out of that spot. So, but we just need to know, like, we're going to make mistakes as dads um, and that improvement, not perfection should be our goal. So any any thoughts or questions after sharing all that? I know that was a lot of information, and I'll I'll include it in the the recap email for your reference. But yeah, what thoughts came to mind there? Yeah, we've been really with our oldest trying to really emphasize that we want her to be able to talk with us about anything, especially as she starts to approach middle school and those teenage years. So I think just maybe just reframing the question 
um, like you had said about, do you feel like this is a safe place? Do you feel like you can? Um, I'm interested to, to hear what her answer would be. So I, that one in particular really resonated with me. Yeah, that, I would agree with that. Do they feel comfortable? Um, do they feel like this is a safe place for them to share anything and everything, you know, and finding out what their response is and then kind of move, I guess, accordingly uh, to whatever they say. Yep. Yeah, because we, we asked that question, we need to be willing to respond, right? And and not get defensive or, or, or anything like that. So that's really like the first test. It's like, all right, you're asking me the question. Here's my answer. Like, what are you going to... What are you going to do with the information, right? Yeah. Um, and one of the first things you said, Ryan, just talking about, I just heard this on the Front Row Dads podcast last week or two weeks ago, the whole idea of, you know, we as parents, we should celebrate our kids' journey to the end, like not the actual accomplishment, right? You won the game, you know, you did a great job, good job winning the game. No, it's like, hey, you did you did a great job. Like, I saw this and you, I saw right. you know, like how you congratulated the other team member. I saw you knocked the guy down and you pulled him back up or, or whatever, right? We need to congratulate the journey to the end. And and that's what we as parents need to be excited about, not not necessarily the, the specific accomplishment. Because right. then it becomes like, oh, dad loves me when I when I win or dad loves me when, you know, I, I only when I dance really well. Um, so... Anyway, that's been something that's really been at the front of my mind over the last few weeks. Yeah. Yep. Celebrating that character that we see in them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I just want to end by um, just sharing the challenge for this week. So challenges are to take uh, your kid or kiddos on a date, do something they love. Um, you know, again, it's like something that they love. And this, I think if we have older kids too, like that's a great opportunity to learn something about them is like, what's, What's something that we've never done together that you would love to do? Um, and you might be surprised by the answer. And then go go share that experience with them. And then going back to that first skill of just considering our, our children's positive qualities, I think it'd be a great exercise for us to write uh, our kids a, a note, just sharing some of the positive qualities and character that we've observed in them, even if they're younger, um, and just sharing like what we love and appreciate about them um, I think it'd be really powerful to to give that to them. So, and then just to reiterate, what is on the line for this month is a hundred dollar gift card to take your wife on an awesome date. So, yeah, be active in these challenges in the community, and uh, we'll crown our our uh, next Mister Uncommon in a couple weeks. So, appreciate you guys being on the call and just all your input. Um, go out and put it put it to use now, right? Awesome. Cool. Uh, best of luck this weekend, Ryan. Thank you. Looking forward to hearing how how it goes. Yeah, keep us in your prayers, and we'll be excited to give you a full report next week. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, guys. God bless, guys. Guys, see you. Thank you for listening to The Uncommon Podcast. If you have benefited from our show, I would ask you to follow, rate, and review, and share our show. And be sure to check out our website at theuncommon.com, where you can learn more about our mission, sign up for one of our live experiences, and take advantage of many resources that will empower you on your uncommon journey.